Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, UK, Canada, the Virgin Islands, and Australia. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Tonight is December the 1st, 2013. Wow, has this year gone by like uh, rocket quick. It's been it's been one heck of a uh, week. I hope you guys have um, upped that gym membership and gotten rid of those Turkey Day pounds before you put the Christmas Day pounds on. But tonight's show is about more than losing physical weight. It's about losing dead weight and being able to attract to you the things that you deserve. I know um, when we look, when I looked at doing this show, I was getting, uh, typically this year, I get a lot of requests for interviews, and I was talking to uh, the CBS affiliate here in uh, Houston, and we were talking about loneliness and the holidays and all these things that tend to shape a person's psyche during this time of year, or should I say shake them to the core in many instances. And we, we start asking ourselves, you know, why is it that year in, year out, People find themselves in this situation uh, wondering why they are alone. Why am I lonely? And I, and I think that's a very good question to ask yourself because you may be lonely, but I'm here to tell you, you do not have to be. And that is what we're going to get to the bottom of tonight. I got a letter from um, a fan, and it said, Dr. Young, after being married for 10 years, I'm divorced. I started meeting really nice men, one in particular. The relationship started strong and then something happened. One minute it was great, the next minute it was over. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out what went wrong. You please help me. Well, I'm not going to reveal that person's name. I don't think they would appreciate it. But what I am going to say is that happens often, and it happens to men and women. And that's why I decided tonight uh, we would do this program. I know when we look at content, our first concern is what is it that can benefit our listeners? What can we do that is going to make a tangible impact on the lives of, um, you know, not only of ourselves, but on the people that are affected by those who are listening to this program. I realized uh, uh, more than a minute ago that if we're going to do something really significant, we have to uh, back ourselves up and get to a place in our relationships 
where we address the core of a problem and not just the problem itself. So I'm going to have someone join me a little bit later tonight. But before we get started, let's just take a let's visit this subject a little bit. One thing that I found very interesting is that most people want to attract a good partner, but what keeps happening are some of these things. And you you just ask yourself, has any of this happened to you? Do you keep attracting the wrong person, uh, the kind of person that is not right for you? Not that they're not a good person, but they're just not good for you. Or do you seem to sabotage the relationship each time you meet somebody? Do you find yourself worried about being alone, or are you finding it difficult to find and maintain a good relationship? Are you really ready? to be in a relationship with someone. I can tell you this much. If you don't want to make any mistakes, you might want to get really clear on what it is you want to right now in your life. And tonight, that is exactly what we're going to talk about. I know for quite some time uh, I've done hundreds of interviews across America and in a few uh, foreign countries. And the thing that... Um, uh, that I can say is that so many people are out here alone and don't have to be. A lot of this stuff comes because most of these relate, people don't understand that relationships come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lesson. This is uh, something that when I was talking to the guests that I have on the show tonight, we met at length this week to, you know, just chop it up about everything from the laws of attraction to utilizing vision boards and prayer and meditation in order to prepare yourself to have exactly what it is that you deserve to have in your life. And if you're like many people, isn't it about damn time that you actually were happy? Isn't it about time that for once you finally get what you deserve, well, a lot of the reasons why that we don't have what we deserve in life gets really simple. We keep focusing on what we don't want as much as we focus on what we want. And let me give you a big warning. When it comes to utilizing the laws of attraction, and I'm not talking about being attracted to a person, so let me define laws of attraction. Whatever it is that you truly seek in this life, it has already been determined that you should have it. Now, someone is sitting there going, well, hell, I wanted wealth. I wanted this person in my life. Why don't I have them? Real simple, because you have a position yourself to. You keep saying in one hand, and I will use prosperity for an example, People say, I want to be rich. I, you know, some of you right now are going and buying scratch-offs and you know, playing uh, the mega, the Powerball and all this junk. But every day you run around saying stuff like, damn, how much does this cost? I don't have enough. 
You won't pay your tithes at church because you figure you won't have enough to eat during the week. There is no way that you are going to have wealth with a poverty mentality, and that's the same thing that applies to relationships. How are you going to have wealth in your life, and be it romantic wealth or psychological wealth, if you have a less-than attitude about what you're seeking? The other thing is some of you, you want Denzel. You look like a freaking scarecrow, but you want Denzel. Or you want Holly Berry, and you're some guy, and you're sitting there with your stomach hanging over your belt, almost touching your thighs, but you want this Adonis, uh, this, this beautiful, sexy woman, when in fact, I'm going to tell you, how can you expect to get someone like that, and you a hot mess, you you know you aren't what you're looking for, and you expect that to come to you. And if it did, why in the hell would it stay with you? Or the other thing is, you keep asking for exactly what you end up getting. So, like, um, I think there was this King Midas. I know I don't know if you guys are familiar, but if you remember, there was this cat named Midas, and he said that he wished that everything that he touched would turn to gold. And because he wasn't more specific, that is exactly what he got. He got exactly what he wished for. Everything he touched turned to gold, including his food, his family, the trees, the water. And after a while, you could imagine him getting what he wanted made him miserable. So a lot of you that wanted someone else's husband or someone else's wife, you got just what you wanted, and now you don't trust that rascal that you're with. Well, here's the good news. Before I go any further into that conversation, I have a guest that's uh, getting ready to come on the show in about 30 seconds. Her name is Sharon Washington. Now, here's the beauty of what Sharon has to offer. Sharon has not only walked the walk, she talks the talk, and she's lived it. She is a walking manifestation of what she put out in terms of what she was seeking from the universe. She got it. Let me give you some background on this chick. Uh, chick. She's really, really deep. The first thing about Sharon, and I think this is a note that all of us could take from her book, is she had a vision for her life, but she was not so narrow-minded that she figured she'd cross all the T's and dot the I's. She had the wisdom to allow God to do his part. But just some short stuff about her, and then we're going to go on. Sharon Rose Washington has uh, she's, she's had a career, very successful career in the media. She has uh, worked with several affiliates and been part of the William Morris Agency. Um, she's a two-time Jet Centerfold, so not only is she beautiful on the outside, her spirit matches. Um, her work is endorsed. If you can remember Mike Beckworth in the movie The Secret, uh, he has definitely stood back. And Dr. Michael Beckwith said, I really do believe in this woman to the point that he's even had uh, signings and what have you in his bookstore for her. So without any further ado, Sharon Rose Washington, how are you doing tonight? I'm fantastic. How are you, Dr. Young? I'm doing great. I want to just jump straight into this thing. Um, When you set goals, started thinking about what you wanted in your life, what was the turning point that taught you, and I'm going to just borrow this from one of your book titles, how did you learn to walk 
the earth as a goddess. And I, that's her book title, How to Walk the Earth as a Goddess. But how did you really take on the power to affect what you wanted in your life? Well, the first thing I want to mention is if I want to go back to being a child. And as a little girl, I was a tiny little thing, and I came in here knowing I was bigger than my body. So in that book I write that I knew that I was spirit, you know, that I was much larger than the physicality. So I remembered. I mean, it's something that stays with me even now. But as you come into the world as a child, uh, you have conditioning, you have things around you, the atmosphere, school, family, different things that that tend to, to change some of your outlook, some of your perspective. So one of the things I want to say I held on to was that I began to read early. I had an uncle that taught me to read even before I started school. There was a form of actual punishment, though. I would sit and he'd have the encyclopedia there, in, so I'd have to sit and read. So, so that I, if I did something you know, to my mom or whatever, he'd say, come on, you've got to sit here. So I would learn, and I didn't know the words exactly, but he'd say, just break them down. Well, when I read a lot, I realized that there wasn't the presence of the female. It was always him, he, uh, when, it was, when it was talking about an individual. So I just, somewhere in there, I told myself one day in regards to balance, uh, not just for women, but for men alike, for, for everyone on the planet, for life in general, um, I was going to write something that would cr- help create the balance. And, and so the title, as time went on, it became How to Walk the Earth as a Goddess. And, and that basically deals with, you know, being at one with nature, uh, being in balance with the self and all life and, and aligning with the source. And, uh, and many times I'll say Mother, Father, Spirit or Mother, Father, God or Mother, Earth, Father, Sky. And I will say God. I'll say Goddess. Um, whatever energy that comes to me as far as knowing the wholeness, because it's really about being whole. You know, something that you made me think about while you were saying that is that often people, they, you know, they put out vibes. And when they put these vibes out, they uh, typically do attract someone or something to them because some Sometimes people that come to you as people and leave being everything but the right thing. And these mental images or these thoughts, be they positive or negative, resulted in the relationship that they either just got out of or the relationship they're probably experiencing now. Now, I know this. Uh, one, I'm very prayerful. And one thing it says in the word is, according to your faith, it is done to you. Now, the issue is, what have you put your faith in? And to cap on what you just said, um, I'm going to speak on this in the way that Joseph Murray did, uh, Murphy, I'm sorry, Joseph Murphy did uh, in The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And Rhonda Byrne actually hit at this at the secret, a little bit of the secret. But the things that you have always end up being a direct result of your thoughts. Is there some way, Sharon, that you think people are thinking just really warped ways and that's why they're getting what they're getting? Well, there's no doubt about it that there is conditioning that's gone on on the planet. And we have to all move out of this type of conditioning and into a more co-creative life uh, in divine love. You had asked, um, I think, in in what you were saying, you said, well, what do I put my faith in? Um, The the most that I can think of, if I think of one word, 
uh, it would be love. And and love uh, is no different than spirit itself, than God, you know, than uh, truth. So I, I put my faith in love. And, and it's not just about um, wanting that love, but becoming that, being that which I uh, desire. And so if it's from within, and, and, and uh, that's the first thing any individual who is thinking about or feeling uh, someone or speaking about someone, because our intentions uh, are colored through our thoughts, our words, and our actions. So everything that we say Every action that we do, every thought that we think is either aligned in divine love or uh, out of conditioning. Um, so the first thing someone has to do is connect with their inner world, um, their truth, and, and uh, seek wholeness, become whole. You know, with that said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as you listen to this program tonight, Go ahead and get a pen and paper. So uh, while I'm uh, babbling a bit, uh, I'm going to give out our phone number. And while I'm doing that, that's your hint for you to go get a pen and paper because Sharon and I are going to give you some things that I know will help you, but they're not going to help you if you don't either do one of three things. Record this, and you can always listen to it in the archive in case it's not convenient. If you're driving or going up and down the freeway, cool. You can listen to this. All our programs are recorded. Second, if you can get a pen and paper, go get the pen and paper right now. Third, that's what technology is for. Use your computer, use your iPad, use your, uh, your Android device or what have you. So with that said, you can also, by the end of the show, if we can, we're going to take some calls. That's at 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610, and press 1. Now, I'm going to throw this out to you, and, thank, and bear with me just a second, Sharon, but here's something I'm going to tell the audience to do. First thing is, a couple of things that you can do is, first, if you prefer to ask God or, or speak to God about what you want, be specific and direct in your request. As you are praying, it is very important to be grateful for what you already have because for the universe to open up and bless you, it works from a place of emotion and gratitude. So by being grateful for what you already have is going to open up the door for you to get what you want. As a matter of fact, it will be ten times more effective if you start thanking God for granting you what you want before you actually get it. In other words, for example, you want to say to God, you know what, thank you for giving me a partner who loves me as much as I love them that is as good for me as I am for them. And the key here is to have unwavering faith uh, that what you want is already yours and really feel that what it's like to have what you want. And I'm telling you people, I'm not blowing smoke. If you want to see your prayers manifest themselves, feeling good, and I do mean exuberant and a great mood, a positive attitude is the key element in activating faith. Now, faith means that you have complete trust and God, and that your subconscious mind will make your wish your reality. Now, would you agree with that, Sharon? Dr. Young, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, the first choice is to uh, choose to be happy, and it is a choice. You know, that's a God-given thing, choice. And you can, you can lay down, you can get up, you know. But everything in life is due to motion, and everything is constant change. 
So, you know, you're, you're changing forever because everything is forever changing. That's infinite. So I completely agree with you. Now, and in addition to that, you know, what faith really means, it's not click your heels three times and you're in Kansas or anything foolish. Faith means that you have complete trust in God and in your subconscious mind that what you desire will become a reality. And more than anything else, just being really real with you, it means that you're going to take your hands off the matter and trust in the infinite intelligence that governs us. Now, one thing we talked about sharing this week uh, when we had a, a beautiful conversation was we were talking about affirmations. And an example of an affirmation is when you start writing down or verbally affirming something that you believe to be true, because beliefs are nothing but truth that we walk and operate in every day. And when we practice affirmations, that is saying that we now are not just talking it, we're embracing it. Sharon, give everyone your example of how to properly use an affirmation. Uh, I'll give you one out of the book, How to Walk the Earth as a Goddess. And it's, as long as I am alive, there is always the chance for me to change my life for the better. And so that's a very uh, positive, uplifting um, statement that as you state this, you create the evolution in your life. It's happening. Um, It's something that you're not looking for to take place. It's happening as you speak it. And you had mentioned earlier when you were talking of gratitude, and I wanted to mention also that not just in the prayer for this partner or for the lifestyle that you desire, but also gratitude for what you already are and what you already have. Um, Dr. Young had said it's important to respect and to have reverence uh, for what is in your life. And you can pick the simplest thing. Some people may think, well, there's, there's not much I can be grateful for. You have the breath of life. This affirmation is saying as long as you're alive, there's always the chance to change your life for the better. So just being grateful, having gratitude for the breath of life is something that we cannot forget because the moment you don't breathe, the moment your breath stops, you're not here. You're no longer in the physical. So you still have that opportunity and the choice to change. You know, as you say that, I just got a uh, an instant message from someone, and they said, um, Dr. Young, uh, I don't know what kind of affirmation to use, so get your pen out, people. I'm going to give you something real quick. Write this down, and this is you don't have to use this in exact verbiage, but get close to it. Just say, I am building into my spirit the type of partner I deeply desire. Now, you notice I did not say need because you don't need anyone. You just need you and you need God. But the truth be told, you want to start programming the part of you that is infinite intelligence to start playing its role because, let's face it, your conscious thinking is what screwed you up last time. Um, the next thing is you, I want you to write this in there and say, the person I attract for a partner is blank. And you fill in the blank. You add the characteristics you want. Just the person I attract for a partner is 
and you fill that in. The next thing you can add is we are irresistibly attracted to one another. Now, here's the beauty of this. You give back credit and say, God, you know where my partner is. And through the deeper wisdom of my subconscious mind, bring us together in such a way that we recognize each other immediately. I'm going to repeat that again. God, you know where my partner is. And with the deeper wisdom of my subconscious mind, bring us together in a way where we recognize each other immediately. Okay? The next statement is, right in your affirmation, I release the how-tos to you because I know you will bring this to pass, and I thank you in advance. In other words, I release this to you, God, to whatever you call your higher power, because I know that you will bring it to pass. Now, now, why did I say that like that? I'm saying that, and I'm sure Sharon will agree with me, is that we blow this stuff because we want to work these things out rather than allowing perfect intelligence, God's intelligence, to make this work for us. And when we do that, we get in the way of having the Holy Spirit or the mind of God speak to us, and now here we go with that bottle of wine and that joint speaking to us, and all of a sudden you wonder why the Marlowe and the uh, Moscato has uh, bought tall, dark, and stupid back into your life, a little Miss Bar Lizard into your life, and it's because you keep doing it your way instead of God's way. Now, we're, I'm going to take a call real quick, Sharon Zelda from Florida. You're on. What's your question or your comment? Hi. Um, I just I had this debate with a few people, and I was wondering if you agree. I confirm with affirmation you do have to believe that you will get it, but I think a lot of people limit what they ask for because they don't believe they're worth it. And then when it doesn't come to full apparition, they get a portion of what they want, and then it's still empty. Well, I'm going to say, go ahead, Sharon, take that real quick. What's your opinion on that? Definitely what she's saying in one breath. There are individuals that ask for something and and they feel unworthy, and therefore, you know, it, it either leaves or doesn't completely materialize. But my message is, is even before you're asking to connect with your own inner world, with yourself. In other words, you know, I'm married, I'm happily married, I love my husband, but I remember um, how I had to fall in love with me first. And it wasn't a false sense. It wasn't where outer, you know, where I beautified myself on the physical and I behaved a certain way. I genuinely had to go through everything that I'm saying of getting out of conditioning, meaning doubt, fear, any obstacles, any blocks, anything that is less than an infinite consciousness of knowing that all things are added unto you. Um, And you really have to go through a self-purging. You really have to literally fall in love with you because like attracts like. So we can all just ask for something and get it, but it's a matter of appreciating it, 
really receiving it wholly, loving ourselves. In other words, my husband didn't make me whole, and I didn't make him whole. It's like we're a, we're he's the left shoe, I'm the right shoe. We're a pair, okay? So so it's it's really first choosing to be happy, and you actually have to know when you're doing these intentions of the affirmations. It's not just saying words. It's, it's being that. That's why I said you, you can't look for the change in life. You have to become that change. And you can't put something out there in the ether and expect it to gravitate toward you and for you then just to you know, tie it in a nice, neat bow. The truth is that when you hope for something and you stay in that hope, then you're telling the universe that you don't have it, but you wish you did. What you actually have to do to really create or manifest something into your life, you have to put yourself into the vibration of what it is. And in other words, if you desire, let's say, peace, then you have to feel that, 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 that peace. You have to create that peace in your home. You have to walk out of your home instead of thinking, you know, you're going to uh, swear at traffic or somebody that blocks you off. You're going to, I do drive-by blessings, Okay. So you, so you have to be that in which you, you, you want to come into your life. And, and you'll receive something of that. And because you've become that, you'll be living it. You'll not be waiting for something because any time we know in life that you wait, that's being stagnant. That's a stasis. Life is transitory, so you should always feel yourself being in transition. And what I did when I knew that it was time for someone to come into my life. I didn't wait for him. I didn't look for signs. I didn't block out individuals that were my friends. First and foremost, you have to be friends with one another. But what I did was I said to myself, this is something that I know. It's not a question of waiting for it. It's a, it's a thing of knowing the kingdom, the queendom lies within, you know. So you have to know. And, and if you already know, it's available and it's, and it's given unto you. So you have to become that king and that queen according to um, what it is that you really want. You've got to be shiny. You know, your, your halo, your aura. So you don't have time to judge. You don't have time to look at someone else's life and tell them, you know, this is what you should be or do. It's really about going within first, aligning yourself with the divine, with the source, with God, and 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 what there's a saying i will my will to be thy will that's some good stuff yeah uh, we're going to take a quick uh about uh 50 second break and we're going to come right back zelda stay on the line you're listening to conversations with dr d yvonne young we'll be right back in right under 60 seconds
the Conversations. I'm your host, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and the show is with yours truly. Now, Zelda, one thing I do want to say to you is that whether you're using prayers or affirmation, both of those things require repetition, right? And in that repetition, you really need to do that either right in the morning, right after you wake up, or before you go to bed at night, because that is proven to be the best time for your desires to seep into your subconscious. And again, whether you're using affirmation or you're using prayer, you will need unwavering faith that you will get what you want. And, and let me really add this caveat to it. You cannot contradict your prayer or your affirmations with negative, stupid, go-against-the-grade thoughts like, I'll never meet the right person. All the good ones are taken. All men ain't blank. All women ain't blank. You can't say in one breath that you have faith and you want this wonderful thing because it's not going to happen. You have to be disciplined and consistent in your prayers as well as in your affirmations if you want to reap the rewards. So do you have another question for us, Zelda? No, that that was pretty much it. I was I was more so leaning towards because I agree a hundred percent of what you're saying. But I've I've spoken to a lot of people in general with counseling, and a lot of people tend to think they don't deserve it, and that's what I was trying to get across. That if you don't think you deserve it, because you can't fool God into saying, okay, I wish I had this awesome man or this awesome woman, but inside you don't believe that you're worth having it. You have see, to Zelda, have Zelda, that's Sorry? why I'm saying that's why I'm saying you have to connect uh, with your inner self and know that you deserve that that light, that love, that that peace, that beauty, that joy that is God is the core of who each and every one of us is. That's that's where the seed is planted in your heart. That's when He's saying the faith. There's an old saying um, that I like to use: you cannot pray and worry in the same space. So that's why I was discussing conditioning, to move out of false uh, conditioning, which is um, fear, um, you know, um, lack, doubt, Mm -hmm. and move into complete love, trust, exactly what Dr. Young was saying. So a person, that's the first thing they have to do is to begin to know that they are pure love, that they are of God, and and God doesn't make anything, he doesn't make junk. Right, I agree. Well, going further than that, worry by its appropriate word, is nothing but the perfecting of distrust while embracing anxiety and disbelief, right? It's the perfecting of distrust while embracing anxiety and disbelief. Now, uh, I appreciate that call, Zelda. I want to move forward. For some of you out there, I know that there's some of you that go, you know what? Um, I'm agnostic. It's nothing against people that are of faith. They don't believe in prayer. They don't believe in affirmation but they are more of an empiricist or a scientific mind. So let's go in this conversation and join me in on this, Sharon. Create a list. Some people do feel uncomfortable with with spirituality. So, okay, that's on you. Uh, We probably really need to talk, but for you, that's on you. But here's what I'm going to say. If you're one of these people, cool, that's your business. Try making a list of all the qualities that first you need to perfect in yourself because what good is it going to do you to get in a relationship 
with the perfect mate and you're still jacked up, right? So make a list of the things that you need to clean up in yourself. You know if you are sitting up there smelling like an ashtray or, you know, you still drink too much, you eat too much, you know you need to take your behind back to school and finish getting your life together and all of that stuff. If that is what's going on with you, don't bring somebody else into your mediocrity. Don't bring someone else into your mess. Fix you before you start seeking someone else. Now, with that stated, let's say that you have already done that. You got your GED. You're writing in cursive now. You, you know, you've evolved a little bit. You, do, you don't smoke. At least you're off the cheap weed. You're smoking medicinal marijuana. Whatever it is, you've evolved in your life. Now, Sharon, when people get ready to make the, this list of qualities they want and the perfect partner, would you please help some of us by saying what should be on that list? Okay. I think the first, one of the first things should be kindness. Um, we all want to be treated a certain way. Are we ready and willing uh, to treat someone uh, the way that we want to be treated? So it's, it's, it's extremely important that uh, – I know people right now, clients, that they're angry uh, because they have not yet conceived a partner. Well, before you even step out there, you need to go within. You need to sit alone. Um, you mentioned earlier, Dr. Young, about people feeling uh, lonely. Um, you don't, the moment that you feel that, you don't rush out into public and go to a party. You mentioned prayer and you mentioned affirmations, um, but there's also meditation. And meditation is receiving uh, from God. It's hearing the voice of spirit. And so when you sit in meditation, you're able to receive and, and know that you're really not alone because you have the divine with you. And you have your ancestors. You have uh, life in general with you. Um, earlier today, I was in meditation, Dr. Young. And as I was going in, the first thing I heard was the water from the fountain. And the second thing I felt was the sun. And then I could feel myself grounding because I always ground myself. So I felt the earth. But then the next thing, all of a sudden, the wind started blowing. And it was like the, the wind was saying, don't forget me. So you've got all the elements there. And it's about balancing yourself and then hearing the voice of, of God because spirit does speak to you. You know, while you're saying that, Sharon, you just I was going to actually say this a little later in the show, but since we're in that ballpark, um, one thing that I have been urging my clients to do once we get past dealing with their issues is I tell them, take 15 minutes a day and be quiet and I'm going to use this little cute term that I've heard, let your cork float in the spiritual water. You know, and I really want you to picture this. A picture just taking a cork and throwing it into a pool or a pond of pure, uncontaminated water. If you can imagine that, that is what meditation should be about. And, yes, when you try to meditate, especially for you crazy folk, no, I'm just kidding, but all of us have got a little something going on. But when you try to meditate, you're going to be thinking about, do I want to press ham sandwich and, you know, did I leave the TV on and do I have on the right shoe on the right foot? You're going to think all sorts of stupid stuff. Your mind is going to vacillate back and forth looking at the vicissitudes of life or what have you, but it's okay. That will fade to black if you just sit there a minute 
and let your cork float into the spiritual waters because, believe it or not, meditation is the highest form of prayer. It really is. Second thing, go out in nature every day, every day. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's hot as hell. Go into nature every day and spot at least five things to be happy about. Be glad you can see that bird or that little baby or the old person or even the homeless dude that looked at you and smiled and didn't ask you for nothing. Just every day try to go out and spend a minimum of five to 20 minutes in nature. And then here's the third thing, especially at night, take the time to look up in the heavens and look at the stars. If you're in a city with a bunch of light, you know, just go out there and just, you know, if you're in South Central, ignore the gunshots or the sirens or whatever, but just take a moment and just look up in the heavens and, and say to your creator, I know that you are participating every day with me. I know you're guiding me. I know you're protecting me. I know that you are synthesized with me. I know you're giving me thoughts and giving me the next breath because we even take that for granted, that breath that you're about to take right now, even as you listen to me. Many of you are taking for granted that you can see or that you can hear, or that you can stand up and walk, or that you can feed yourself or go to the bathroom without assistance. But you've got a lot to be grateful for. And while you are looking up into the heavens, look up and just be thankful because there are forces in the source greater than yourself that's participating in this moment. And then the next thing I want to tell you is as you are having this uh, quest for love, only include what you do want. Do not include what you do not want because wherever you focus and put your energy, that's where you are going to get your results. Would you agree with that, Sharon? I definitely agree. And um, as you said, spending the time each day. If you spend time each day uh, in the vibration of having uh, and feeling this, in other words, um, feel whatever it is, the relationship, the individual, uh, what it's like, and not in the excitement of first meeting, but feel it as if it's just a normal part of your life, just like anything you would do any day. If you do that, if you spend time each day in that vibration, because everything is vibration, everything is energy, everything is frequency, you will draw that condition to you. And if the more time you spend doing that, you'll manifest it, because all is manifestation, you'll manifest it uh, much quicker than you would if you spent time, as he just mentioned, as Dr. Young just mentioned, with your mind elsewhere. You know, it's something that I really want to also point out is only a fool keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Now, when I say change, I don't mean go and become someone you are not or start doing something stupid that, you know, you know just is not you. 
and being desperate and try and trying to find love in all the wrong places. But uh, Sharon, what would you say are some of the barriers people put up that block them from having love come their way? Uh, living in the past is one of the main things, uh, which means that however you do it, you have to begin working on uh, forgiving, forgiving whatever the past is, because it is not your present condition. Um, Living and staying in the present in gratitude with forgiveness is what can readjust and and, and, uh, re-energize you to where you can actually deal with what is in front of you, meaning the present. Any any behavior of your present uh, is then reflected in your future. Your future is simply who you are presently. So your past is gone. And so you can't hold grudges. You can't, um, I had a client that was holding things against her husband because of situations in her childhood with her father, you know. Um, so you, you can't take that. You, you, could, you could very well have a, a wonderful man in front of you, but if you're taking uh, your issues from your past, uh, and I think a lot of people do that, they're not present. Uh, that's really all you have is the present the future's not promised to you, and the past is gone. Yeah, that's one of my favorite statements when I lecture. I always have this thing that I say, yesterday is history, tomorrow is yet a mystery, but this moment, this very second right now is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Now, with that being said, I want you to hear this, ladies and gentlemen. Every single one of your relationships has been a success, even if it didn't last. And here's what I mean by that. They serve to bring you a step closer to your true self. Now, what what I mean by this is that the people that you either have dealt with or are currently dealing with are nothing but a physical manifestation of who and where you are in your conscious at this moment in time. And they are there because they are revealing things about you. Now, um, one thing that uh, Carmen, I just got a message from my producer. Thank you, Julia. Uh, We had a question come in from Carmen, and Sharon, she wants to know, Uh, how you fell in love with yourself. Forgiving myself. I'm not certain if if when I was talking about forgiveness a second ago, if I mentioned the very first person uh, being to forgive is is the self. You know, you you can forgive others and you can ask others to forgive you. But many of us hold so much against ourselves and we're very judgmental um, when it comes to ourselves so that's one of the first things is to is to understand that your past is not you it's it's a situ- it's situations and so you can't carry that with you so you know there were things that within myself that were fearful um, that you know you say relationships come and that's true each relationship that comes has a sense of reflecting something back to you because we're all one, we're all connected. And so what I was able to do was to literally see myself and and even the things that you don't like about yourself. It's important to see those things because the only way to bring yourself into wholeness is to tell those things that you don't even like about yourself, bring them in, give them love, tell them it's okay. 
I mean, that's you. You're talking to yourself because you can't, you can't walk out there broken. You've got to be whole. And so it was me finding the wholeness. It was me accepting things about myself that I didn't like, forgiving myself for those things, and then redesigning, recreating, you know, picking myself up and telling myself that it's okay and, and moving past that. And like I said, we're forever changing because everything is always uh, in constant motion. So it was really about, about self-love and self-forgiving in order to manifest what I, what I desired. You know, it's funny that you should say that because you have to start giving yourself the love that you want from someone else. And I'm going to be transparent. Um, not so long ago, I was dating someone. And I was in the middle of doing this business deal. These people had been pursuing me about doing this tour with them. And I told the person I was doing business with, you know what, I have someone that I've been dating, you know, and I really don't want them involved in my personal stuff, but they are someone I can highly recommend for you to work with, and, you know, please do so. Now, believe it or not, the people I was doing business with took it upon themselves to go tell the person <laughs> that, what I said. So obviously this woman calls me, and she is so pissed at me, and she's like, well, that really hurt me, and you said I cannot believe all that. And I was like, you know what? And it bothered me, ladies and gentlemen, to the point that I contacted Pastor Rudy, my pastor, I contacted my mentor, and I told him, look, call this person, let them know I didn't mean to hurt their feeling, I really care about how they feel, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, that, and I'm saying that because some of you are dealing with guilt issues, either because you can't forgive someone else or you can't forgive yourself. So, I'm, again, I'm putting my business out there, and this is not made up. This is a true story. So when this happened, the person that, I, that this happened with, I met with him. I told him, you know what, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you, blah, blah, blah. And the funny part of this, Sharon, was I was thinking about getting into a long-term committed relationship with this person. And, and, and they kept complaining, and, oh, that hurt me, and you don't know how that made me feel. And finally, I just said to them, you know what? I am sorry, but I have already whooped my ass enough, and I do not need you to continue to whip it for me. So, boo, I love you, but I think our season is up. Right. And do I miss that person? Not really. I mean, I miss the fact they were my friend. Do I miss them? Hell no, because I am not going to live a relationship with anyone whooping D. Yvonne Young's ass every day, and I'm telling that because I hope it helps some of you guys that are listening to this show. As you learn to accept yourself, you will feel differently and relate to yourself differently, and you will finally become truly powerful, and from that place of wholeness, you will attract to yourself a mate that is likely to accept you at that level, and they will mirror the love and self-acceptance back to you, but you cannot attract a partner that's going to accept you for where you are until you forgive other people and forgive yourself from where you've been and fully embrace who you are today. Would you agree with that, Sharon? I, I definitely agree, and listening to the to the entire situation, let's just say even if, because here's, here's the one thing that I want to put out there that's really important, everything in your life outwardly that you see that's around you, your environment, everything has 
everything to do with you, not something to do with you, but everything to do with you. So even if you would have um, um, let her know in a way where if you sat her down and said, look, I'm going to put you and this person together, but um, I, I want to keep my things a certain way, and you, you set it in a way to where, because you should be able to talk that way to a future possible mate. And then if she, that's no guarantee that she would even say, okay, I get it. You know, we're, we're at a certain stage right now. But you could have even seen if she'd have acted a different way then. So you could have said something to her, said something to the person to cover all bases for yourself because you have that right to protect yourself. Um, I said in my book, the, How to Walk the Earth as a Goddess, your material world is the result of what your inner eye magnetizes and manifests. So the good thing is is that in hindsight and looking at this whole situation, you realize you couldn't continue to beat yourself up for a relationship that was not, as some people say, evenly yoked. Well, I, and then I'm going to tell you something. I want you guys to picture this. Picture that you are walking in a line and you got people behind you. One person's got their hand on your shoulder. A person behind them has their hand on their shoulder. And each one of these people is carrying one person's got one bag, another person's got two bags and a backpack on, another person's got two bags, a backpack, and a little red wagon. You know, sooner or later, you're trying to pull all of these folks uphill with you, and you are really to the point where you're almost crawling on all fours trying to make it up the hill. Baby, let some of that mess and some of those people go. With that said, uh, Carmen had a part two to her question, and, and her thing was she said she believes divorce is a cycle. And I'm going to say this uh, before I even give that one to Sharon. Carmen, uh, first of all, go get you some fresh air, baby. No, I'm just kidding. But the divorce is a lesson. It is not a cycle. Now, your life does go through cycles, and could divorce be part of a cycle in your life? Sure it could. But to be honest, all relationships uh, come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lesson. And when class is out, get your butt out the room, leave the desk and the books there, Time to go to the next class. How would you look walking around trying to sit in a desk they had in elementary school and you're at a university now? And that's what many of you are doing. A lot of you guys that are listening to this show right now, and this show is even going to go over about five, maybe eight minutes tonight because I really want to help some people tonight. You know, I'm getting just inundated with text messages and instant messages from people. So um, we are going to get to these issues. But, Sharon, would you help me with the part about people understanding that relationships come in seasons? And just like if you try to plant corn in the winter, homie, you're going to be hungry as hell in the spring. You have to do things in appropriate seasons because if you do it out of season, either too late or too early, sorry, Charlie, you're not going to win. Would you agree with that, Sharon? I totally agree. And um, we talked about nature. Um, we are not separate from nature. We are nature. And, and just in the natural aspect of things, everything is cyclical. Now, divorce itself is, as Dr. Young said, it is not a cycle, but it is a part of that individual's cycle in life. Uh, our indigenous ancestors, 
they all knew and know, all the ancient ones would know that um, there's cycles to everything, the moon, the rising and the setting of the sun. Um, in, in, in one's hair, we've got the spiral, we've got the DNA, we've got sacred geometry. So in understanding that, uh, like you said, there's a time to reap and there's a time to sow. Well, the time to literally plant is like the new moon and the full moon, things come to fruition. So it's the same thing with one's life. If you're, if you're in a position where you are desiring someone to come into your life, you can't just tug on the seeds that are planted. You've got to go out and water the seeds. You've got to, you know, do whatever's necessary, make sure it gets the sun. You've got to do the prayer, the meditations. You've got to do your, your affirmations and your decrees. And you've got to literally be active in your thoughts, actions, and words. Um, as Dr. Young said, you can't behave one way, meaning your intentions, and, and be desiring something else. The universe will always give you, God will always give you what it is that you truly are in alignment with. I love the phrase alignment because if you notice something, America, she did not say what you want. Because a lot of us have a list of don't wants that we are more passionate about than the list of wants that we have. And whatever you don't want, that is going to manifest in your life just as quickly or even faster than what you don't want. So if you keep going, I don't want this, I don't want this, and then you wonder why you just got three more of them, it's because your emotional state, and remember, I'm telling you, the key to manifestation is passion mixed with emotion mixed with action. So if you are running around here passionate about someone getting on your damn nerves and you are emotional because they do and you keep acting on the fact that they might, that is exactly what you're going to have in your life, chaos. Now, I'm going to move this a little forward, and, and I want you, again, get your pen and paper out, and I'm going to give you guys some solutions to manifesting the perfect mate in your life. Now, here's the first step, knowing specifically First, after you clean your crap up, so remember, make that list to get rid of your crap. That's the precursor here. But after you make that list and you're working on you, knowing specifically what you want and how it will manifest in a person. Now, that can be difficult, but here's what I mean by it. When you hone in on exactly what it is that you need in this order, and want, it will become so much clearer to you and easier to make that choice. Now, for some of you that are going, well, duh, I'm not sure what I want. I'm not sure what I need. Well, look at these last few relationships that you had. And from that, write down what really worked for you and write down what you learned from it and what didn't work for you, and that's going to help you hone in on what you want. Here's the next thing. I strongly, in my practice, I am one of seven men, African-American men in the world, that are master practitioners of the Myers-Briggs, and no, this is not a commercial. But this is, that is the one scientific, infallible instrument that helps to determine and identify preferences and traits and attitudes and, and potential ways of perceiving and dealing with the outer world. 
And you can take that test. If you guys email me or whatever, you can take that test for 50 bucks and for like I think it's 210, 215 bucks. We I will sit down with you for an hour and a half and help you to understand how you can interpret your presentations so that they work for you instead of sabotage you and how you can now start learning to understand someone else. So step two is you have to understand what makes you and your perfect partner tick and what drives their viewpoints and their value systems and their perceptions, okay? That's number two. The third thing, you have to know what someone will value in you because if you don't know you're in a value, how in the hell will someone else recognize it? And even moreover, how will you know if someone's pimping you for your goods? The last one is you have to define and work on what you need to develop to become the desired and improved you. Now, those are my four steps. And if you missed it, the show is archived. Just replay it. Sharon, what are your perfect steps for someone knowing and positioning themselves to encounter their potential perfect mate? Well, as I mentioned in the beginning, um, first you have to connect to your inner world, your inner self, because that core, that very core that lies in each and every one of us is divine. It's love. And you have to move if you have any fears, anxieties, shame, guilt, you know, anger, sadness, anything like that that's constantly perpetuating trying to block you uh, from your core self. You have to move away from those and, and because they'll pull you away from the memories that you have of wanting um, to have a good life. So you lift yourself by surrounding yourself with um, joy and compassion and gratitude and um, these are the memories that you can have that will connect you to love so it will resurface in your life. And um, when you feel alone, you go back um, to the memory of unconditional love. You go back within. You go into meditation and prayer. You align yourself with spirit and know that you're created divine. You're created of something that is beautiful, that is perfect. Uh, Dr. Young keeps saying if you're looking for a perfect mate, well, you have to work at being that in which you want. And so you have to align with that what you're asking for. Um, stop the judgment. Stop looking at others and judging what they're doing. Be happy for them. Be in a world where you can be, that you create, where you can be happy for others and know that it doesn't matter what statistics say. It doesn't matter, you know, what the neighbor has. What matters is that that divine uh, connection that you're, uh, attempting to have is available to you no matter what. It's available to you because it is uh, what is given to you from God. Wow. Sharon, one thing I want to do before we get out of here, and folks, I'm going to review some content before the show goes off air. How can someone reach you if they want to reach out and connect with you? I have uh, one number, which is uh, 1-866- um, 231-H-E-A-L, which is HEAL, H-E-A-L. Also, they can reach me, uh, leave a message at 323-960-5167. I'll return the call. I'm also located uh, email, uh, which is um, Sharon at whywearehere.info. 
Man, I really appreciate you being on the show with us tonight, Sharon. Uh, it's been a real blast. You're always welcome. This door is open for you to come back through, and we love and thank you for being part of this uh, this evening. It's been a beautiful moment. Thank you so much for being on with us tonight. Thank you. I'm honored to have been here, and thank Makita Smith as well. Thank you, Dr. Young. All right, thank you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, one thing, I'm going to do a quick little recap on the show the first thing is make sure that when you start looking for a perfect mate, that you get your spirit involved, get God involved. You know, pray about it. And when you pray about it, be specific and let the Holy Spirit, let the, the collective unconsciousness be your guide. If you're going to use affirmations, make sure that you write these things down and that you actually know what it is that you are needing first and wanting, and let that divine part of you have more of a voice than you do. Because let's face it, the last time you did this operating out of your consciousness, how did it go? Come on, let's get real. How did it go? You know dang well it was flawed. So, you know, and I'm going to give you what I said. That affirmation, that prayer should say something to the effect of, you know, God put into my consciousness the type of partner I desire. The person that I attract for a partner and put and list out the characteristics you want. I want the person that I attract to have blank. And then say, you know where my partner is. Let the deeper wisdom of my subconscious mind of you, God, bring us together in your own way that we recognize each other immediately. And then release your request to the universe, release it to God and let the universe and God bring it to pass and thank him in advance because one thing about this is after you use this that technique, you have to allow and be consistent. So when you're doing that petition in the morning, right after you get up, right before you go to bed, and then let it seep into your subconscious, you will need unwavering faith and you will get what you want. But you cannot, and listen to me, people, you cannot contradict your prayer with negative thoughts or words like all men ain't, all women ain't, I'll never meet the right person, all the good ones are taken. Stop all that tripping. You cannot put old wine in a new skin, and you have to be disciplined and trust that what you've asked for you're going to receive. And for those of you folk out there that are not religious and not prayerful, I'm going to pray for you, but if, let's just say that's just how you are, right? Well, write out a list of the qualities that you want in your perfect partner, but don't do that until you run out a list of what you need to correct in yourself and start working on you because what good will it do for you to meet the perfect mate and your behind is still jacked up, right? And then more than anything else, only include what you really want. Because if you include what you don't want, I'll guarantee you that's what you're going to get. Because the key to manifestation, the key to making the laws of attraction work are real simple, and that is you have to know exactly where you are with you before you can expect someone else to end up there. Now, here's the last thing, and this is what we didn't talk about, okay? You, if you want to attract an honest, sincere, and loving partner in your life, don't, shouldn't you be honest, sincere, and loving? Of course. 
And this other thing before we get out of here, forgive your exes. Forgive these people. They were a blessing. I don't care if they stole your mama's drawers. Whatever they did, forgive them. They were in your life to teach you about you. They were in your life to teach you what you don't want, what doesn't work for you. They were in your life to teach you things that you took for granted that you should have appreciated. So every relationship you had was something significant, and it did matter. Anyway, that's our show for tonight. Check this out. Wednesday at noon, I've got a real big show. I'm going to leak it. It has something to do with the Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's all I'm going to say, but that's what's going to be up this Wednesday. Um, It's been a blast tonight. I know that uh, we went a little long, but I did not want to miss you getting the information you need in order to make your life better. Julia, get the music ready. We'll be out in one minute. The uh, last thing I want to tell you, is the perfect mate that you've been looking for? All you got to do is look in the mirror. The perfect mate that you're looking for, you already found. Can't nobody love you like you. But if you don't want to be alone with you, find the hell with anybody else. Anyway, that's a wrap. I love you. You have a fantastic week. You've been listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Talk to you soon. See you on Wednesday. Good night.